Welcome to For the Long Run, the podcast exploring the why behind what keeps runners running long, strong, and motivated. I'm your host, Jonathan Levitt. Through personal and professional connections in the running world, I have the privilege of getting to know some amazing athletes. I've always been fascinated by the psychological aspect of running, and this podcast is aimed at exploring this and much more. I hope you enjoy. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome back. Today I have Kurt Decker joining me from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Kurt, thanks for uh, thanks for for taking the time to chat today. Oh yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me. For sure. So, first question: Who is Kurt Decker? Who is Kurt Decker? Kurt Decker. Uh, hmm. It's always funny to kind of think about yourself and in, in that kind of way. Uh, I am uh, uh, born and raised in Minnesota. Uh, someone who loves my state love everything about it in particular the emphasis on uh engaging and being outside and, and doing lots of different things and yeah so it's that's kind of me in a nutshell i love being outside i love interacting with people and yeah. cool and you've taken you've taken that um passion for for interacting with others and running and being outside and and you've sort of you haven't sort of made it your your life mission or your your life project. It it is. It fully is. You know what you do all the time. So let's talk about that. How did how did that come about? Well, it's uh you know for me it was like so boy, where I so I was you know again one of my many passions is uh is is running and and like I said being outside. Uh, for me, gosh, I don't know what it would have been like. I think ninety. 394 ish. Uh, I was just kind of looking for a change and what I was doing uh, work wise. And just, uh, you know, I knew I loved running and stuff. I frequented uh, local running shops. And, um, you know, I decided, hey, you know what? I am going to stop doing what I'm doing. And I was working in in the record business, working in a record store. uh, And um, which I loved. But that being said, I didn't. I didn't necessarily have, you know, the, at the time, healthiest lifestyle on stuff. So uh, it's like a lot of hanging out late at night and, you know, not that you can't do that in other ways. So long story short, reached out to uh, my local store that I hung out at, said, hey, man, I'm willing to do anything, uh, get on in. And next thing I know, I got a job. And next thing I know, like, gosh, what, 25 years later, <laughs> here I am. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, and it's funny because I, uh, I, with working in the industry and working with young kids, it's really awesome. Like, you know, you can talk to them in lots of different ways. And, you know, I was just talking to a kid just yesterday and just saying how we had a connection in that he is currently going to my old high school. And I was just like, yeah, you know, uh, you know, you just never know where the sport will take you at the time. I was looking for something to do with my friends and to engage athletically and, and lo and behold, it literally that passion was sparked, and and now it's it, and it's been my life's work, and and it's like 
who would have thunk it at the time, but, but that's, yeah, that's the magic of it. Yeah. So I was talking with um, Alex Kurt, who is the the guy who sort of introduced us or, or uh, linked us up on Twitter uh, to, to get this podcast going. And one of the things that he said was uh, with Kurt, it's just a lifelong passion that he turned into a career. And to be honest, it seems like he never even considered not making it his career. Um, there are so many people that think like, oh, wow, I'd love to work in this industry or that industry. But it seems like you were just like, well, I want to, so I'm going to. Um, and he said that inspired him to pursue a job that he loves as much as he does, that that he loves as much as you love. Um, so I want to know, like, what, where did that, like, was that a conscious thought that you had? Or was it just like, I want to do something, so I'm going to do it? Yeah, I mean, kind of. I mean, you know, it's like you first, like anything, you just kind of jump into it and you're doing, you're not really thinking way, way, way out ahead of you. But, but you, you know, a couple of things. And for me, it was, I knew that I was happy in an environment like the run shop. I was happy, uh, you know, engaging with my fellow staff members and my, and the customers that were coming in and that it, it made me feel good you know, and I was also checking off the boxes of I was able to pay my rent and feed myself and all that good stuff. And then, you know, as time goes on, you know, get I was like, well, you know, other opportunities potentially were, you know, coming towards me. And I was like, well, you know, I, I decided, uh, you know, while knowing that, I, again, making some money and paying the rent and all that good stuff is important, you have to be able to do that. I knew that this this lifestyle and this career uh, path was going to afford me other things that weren't necessarily going to be reflected in my bank account, but were going to be reflected in my life account. And 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 that's and that's really you know. Then I just said, let's just you know, let's just make this work. And and you know, it doesn't mean that that there's not struggles or frustrations along the way, but. But but the end result is something that's just so beautiful that I can never ever buy with any sort of paycheck. So so yeah, that's that's definitely that's pretty much it. I love that uh, the the deposits in your life account. You can't you can't beat that, right? No, not at all. I mean, and, it, and again, it comes back from something. You know, I would say that's part of how I was brought up was to really you know, enjoy and look deep at things in different ways. But, uh, but, but again, back to running, like my, my high school coach was, I, I'll never forget. I mean, I remember him saying to us like, okay, guys, when, when you're training, you're, you're, you're depositing money in, in your account. And then you're going to have days where you're going to make withdrawals. But if you, don't train smartly, you're not going to be making as much cash to put in and use it when you need to use it. And, and then again, it's just that whole analogy of just like, like things, there's a give and a take, there's a yin and a yang and, and you have to, and you have to be able to sometimes see it in a abstract kind of a way. Definitely. So I see that you did your first hundred miler in 2002. Um, how did how did that idea come about? How did you decide you wanted to run that far? Yeah, well, for me, it was uh, a matter of like, you know, I 
like a lot of people, I guess, I guess I'm not a bucket lister, but, but I did have experiences that I wanted to experience. And one of them was to see if I could push my mind and my body uh, that far and to enjoy it and try and do it, you know, and knowing that while doing it, I'd be doing it with my support crew, which would be my family and friends. Uh, and, and then the also kind of the part of it was, is that the previous year I had a run a 50 miler and back then you could still use a 50 miler to qualify for Western States. And, and that was this epic event that I really, you know, was longing to potentially participate in, but rather than putting in for the lottery, I really felt like I wanted to do a hundred miler first so that I really truly would appreciate what I could potentially be in for and understand it not, you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Going into it with a, yeah. uh, you know, a bit uh, of an idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And a, and, a, and a bit of a respect too. like, you know, yeah. that like, dude, this is like, this is the real deal and lots of things go into this. So yeah, I'm glad I did that. What was that first finish line of the hundred? Like, Oh, it was crazy. It was, it was so good. It was, uh, so I was so, I was more mentally exhausted than physically exhausted because my race was so weird and that like, God, we just had such a really cool spring as I'm training and, and and then we just got nailed with an insanely hot and humid day. Yeah. And, and you're like, okay, I've been training and it's been like 50s and 60s. And oh, yeah, today they're saying the high may go over 100. And you're like, uh, okay, so whatever. And then like somewhere around like mile 50-ish, I kind of took a weird, awkward fall and hit my knee really weird on a rock and needless to say like my knee was not feeling too good but i was really committed to to just grinding it out and experiencing it so there was a lot of power walking and running mixed in and and so i i didn't really torch my body from pushing like the run the whole way like i would in later hundreds but it was more of that mental grind of i'm going to make it and i don't <laughs> care and so like that exhaustion was more of that mental exhaustion of just like pushing myself there knowing i could not run as much as i would have liked but it was very cool too because you know i had the finish line i had my mom and and my brothers and some good buddies and it was yeah it was really cool i was i was really it was it was was really neat uh yeah it was something i'll definitely never forget and then western states i mean there's no i'm sure it was a little bit different uh, a couple years ago compared to how it is now but talk to me about what that experience was like that's i mean that course is yeah something else yeah it is and and it was kind of funny too because i had uh i had never run um you know any quote-unquote mountainous uh race much less a hundred and 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 so i was it was really cool because uh i had reached out (laughs) to uh both uh tim tweetmeyer and uh, a multiple time winner and then a guy named ian torrance who is also a legend in the sport and they had gave me some you know training tips and yada yada and uh but that being said i was not prepared for um what i was going to experience as far as like 
the 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 terrain being different not and what i mean by that is like we get like cut by 10,000 you know you know death by 10,000 cuts here where it's like up and down up and down up and down whereas there man it's like those miles and miles and miles yeah yeah and so like god i'm in the canyons and i'm just like where's the top (laughs) and like and it wasn't so much that it was like like so steep it was just like it just kept going and yeah and and so it was again it was not even just a physical it was that mental like oh my lord and uh so it was pretty it was pretty epic i mean i definitely i I look back on that race and it's like I could have gone so much faster had I just like I would spend time in these aid stations like lots of time just like lamenting with my crew like you guys <laughs> you guys have no idea this just goes <laughs> on and like all of a sudden they'd be like dude you've been here like 15 minutes go <laughs> and you'd be like oh yeah sorry sorry well I mean you do that enough times all of a sudden you're like man I wasted like five hours in Four aid hours, stations yeah. <laughs> My lord. Yeah. So yeah, it was pretty funny. I mean, I, again, I laugh and look back at it. I wouldn't change it because it was really, uh, really special, but it was, it was pretty funny. And so like when I've gone back to help crew friends and stuff, I mean, that's like, I'm like, guys, listen here, I am not going to chat with you. (laughs) I've been there. We're not doing it. (laughs) We're just going to get you in and out. (laughs) So my first ultra was supposed to be uh, the 50K at North Face, California in 2018. And the the wildfires that year caused it to be canceled. So we ended up doing our own thing in in Tahoe, um, sort of near, uh, near the start of Western States. We were on some of those trails. Um, but it was funny. So Devin Yanko was crewing us and I had the same experience. Like we would come in, um, you know, basically just like running from her car to her car to her car as an aid station. And we were, we'd be there for like 15 minutes and, and, you know, at some point she'd be like, all right, get out of here. Like You got to keep moving. Um, so I can only imagine, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. almost four times the distance <laughs> Yeah, uh, just, doing the I same mean, thing. Yeah. I mean, you don't realize you're doing it in the moment, but, uh, but yeah, it's in retrospect, you kind of chuckle about it. So, but you still had a pretty stout time with, uh, just, just over 24 hours. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think I was like 20, I don't know, 24. Yeah. Just over 24. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was. I mean, that was, I was happy with it. I mean, I, again, if, you know, Monday morning quarterback, you go, geez, like, <laughs> I mean, even with just like a little bit of hoof in it, maybe, you know, you're in the low twenties, 21s, but whatever it is, what it is. It's like, that's the beauty of all these experiences is that, you know, you have to, you have to take it all and, and just be okay with it, I guess. Yeah. So talk to me about the, the trail running scene in Minneapolis. You know, it's, it's insanely vibrant and really, really cool. Um, it's funny because, you know, so many people, like, they just, uh, they they think, like, Minneapolis is, like, kind of flyover country or whatever. But, uh, I mean, it's really a special place, and there's so much trail access. Uh, you know, you're not going to have big 14ers and all that stuff, snow-capped mountains, but you're going to have just lush trail all over the place. And it's, and it's super cool. I mean, like I can go do like miles and miles, you know, there's like a, for instance, theater worth park, which is like 
literally you can see downtown. You're just a few miles away. I mean, in, in it, you can be there in the summertime and there's, I would say, yeah, roughly probably almost 20 miles of single track trail. Uh, you can be there in the wintertime and there's tons of Nordic skiing. And again, people are running on the on the single track trail because the fat bikes pack it down. And I mean, and that's just one place. There's tons of places like, you know, 15 minutes this way, 15 minutes that way. And it's it's a really it's a cool place. And and what I really like about it, too, is that it's uh, it's it's there's a really a, a really good uh, community in the sense of like people like realizing they have volunteering whether that's for trail work or volunteering at races like you know when people run our races and then they go run races else place they're like they were like wow like you know the aid stations just weren't quite the same and i'm like no it never is the same you get spoiled and and <laughs> like we actually have wait lists for people to volunteer at races wow. like which is kind of funny if you think about it but <laughs> Yeah, but no, it's cool. I I, uh, I feel very lucky to be a part of it, and uh, yeah, cool. Yeah, the the only race I've run in the area was North Face, uh, the one at um, Kettle Moraine. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just outside the Madison area. Yeah, yeah. Did that one a couple times, and and is on the Ice Age Trail for a bit, and yeah, it's just gorgeous over there. And I've been to Minneapolis a couple times, and and. I just people are just so friendly. Yeah, yeah, I think it's really cool. Uh, I, I remember the first time uh, Ian Corliss came over uh, to cover the Superior 100, and every time he's come, I've always hosted him at my house. And but the first time in particular, he. I mean, we still chuckle about it all these years later. He's just like, I've never had so many people say hi and thanks for being here. <laughs> it, it, it became this ongoing joke. Like even today, like we'll be out on the trail, uh, you know, I'll, I'll be hanging out with him while he shoots photos and, and he'll just be like, thanks for being here. And like, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, you know, what can you say? <laughs> so it's good. So I, I came to, um, the first time I went to Minneapolis was 2015. It was in the summer and I was there for a work trip. And so I went by myself and I was there for three days and I don't think I, and I ate every meal out at a restaurant and I didn't sit alone once. People yeah. were just like, people were just like, who are you here with? I was like, oh, myself. And they're like, ah, come sit with us. It yeah, was, that's it awesome. was, it was something else. It was pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. I like to hear that. Yeah, it was awesome. So another cool thing that uh, that you've done um, that we share as well is uh, rim to rim to rim. Talk to me about your experience doing that. Oh, that was super duper fun. That's actually I did that with Alex and, and some other guys. But uh, you know, it was really uh, it was super cool because it landed. We went with this group, and it was it was actually funny because it was like. The day we flew out was my birthday, and then Alex's birthday was like the day after we were done. So we kind of had it was like this pseudo birthday guys trip, but just just to go do it. And and for me, my backstory with it was I was supposed to do it. Gosh, I think two or three years, I don't know, a couple of years prior. And I had got hurt that winter training for it. I'd got a sacral stress fracture. So I was really bummed. <laughs> I'm like mm. aqua jogging while my buddies are in the canyon. <laughs> and, uh, but uh, not, not quite the same. But so right. being able to go was just so much fun to be there. I, you know, and 
and we just like we just had a great time with it. We weren't, you know, I mean, we weren't kidding anybody. Like, oh, like how fast are we gonna do it? It was just more of like, dude, let's just like take in the sights, have fun, chit chat. And uh, it was really uh, an amazing experience. I tell people like when they talk to me about uh, about it, you know, like they come in the shop and they're like, hey, we're thinking about doing this and we want to pick your brain. And, and I'm like, what's so funny is normally we run like to the mountain and then go up it. Whereas this is <laughs> like you're standing like an ant and you go down into it. And like it's like the reverse and like uh, – but uh, but yeah, it was it was it was so cool and and just also like how different the sides of the canyon are. Yeah. I, I mean, again, I I wasn't thinking it would be like that, but then I found myself immersed in it, and I'm like, wow, it's this like is a like, forest on the other side. Yeah, you're like what? And like <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's super cool. I really, it was something that was so enjoyable, and I so look forward to going back sometime. How are you with heights? You know, I'm pretty good with heights. I mean, I would say I feel like I've gotten worse with it as I've gotten older. Uh, but uh, like, but yeah, I mean, on the on the on the North Rim, definitely there's you know a couple of those sections where the, let's just say the trail is a little close. <laughs> Uh, I will say I definitely slowed down and, uh, and yeah. <laughs> told the group, Hey, you guys go ahead. I'm going to go to the back here. Uh, and, yeah. uh, so yeah, that was cool. Uh, I, d yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, it was definitely something, but, uh, other than, other than those few spots, I never felt too wigged out by it. <laughs> <laughs> so I, w I did it, um, in October, uh, this past fall with a group of about 15 people and, um, we started at 5 a.m., so it was super dark, and I I fell off the back immediately, um, and I didn't see anybody for the first six and a half miles because I was I'm terrified of heights, and so I sure. was rolling like like 20 minute miles downhill for the first <laughs> <laughs> four four miles, yeah. and uh, I I get to I get to Phantom Ranch, and all my friends are there, and they look like they've just like had a spa day or something, just been relaxing, <laughs> and. And I'm like, oh, you guys been here a while? And they're like, eh, just like a half hour, 45 minutes. So they put they put like 30 minutes on me in in a 10K essentially. And it was like, yeah. oh boy. Um, but That's yeah, then funny. the that middle section is just so cool. Um, oh yeah. When you're when you're in it. And I don't know, the climb the climb on the other side was uh was no comparison to the climb back on the south side, but um, talk to me about talk to me about the the feeling of that that last ten k climb out. Well, it was really funny because like that day was so weird for me. Like, you know, one of the guys I was doing it with us, he's done it like eight or nine times. So it was like you know he was just kind of pointing out all kinds of different things, and, and we we're having a great time. And uh, I really. So on the way up the North Rim, a funny story, I got to share this because it was just so hilarious, the look on people's faces. I had a couple, a couple, literally a couple, who did the rim two weeks prior, customers that mm -hmm. I had met years in, in the past. And, and as we were heading out there, they sent me this video and of they had bought a gold grand canyon coin and they had hidden it on the trail <laughs> and they wanted to see if i could find it two weeks later <laughs> and i i shit you not i so i saved the video so the guys so 
I literally found this coin under this rock. Wow. I'm like, wait, this corner kind of looks on like referencing. So I find this coin. It was just so awesome. Like everyone's like, so the whole going up the North Rim, people are just like laughing. They're like, I can't, you're the only guy I know who's like, finds a gold coin scavenger hunt <laughs> in the canyon. And, uh, That's wild. and it was really wild. I like, I, I look at that coin still and just laugh and like, what a great experience. But, but needless to say, so that was the whole conversation going up and then coming down. Well, I started to feel like hell, like on the bottom of the canyon <laughs> and like my lack of training. But, but for some reason, making that climb up, I don't know what it was. Maybe it was just that constant talk about, like, I started to rethink about, like, what it was like to have, like, people in that human connection and finding that coin. And I'm out here with some really good friends. And, I mean, it definitely was a slog to the top. <laughs> but for some reason, like, I I just got in a really good headspace. Part of it is Alex and I were just chit-chatting and, and of course you're passing all the people who literally had no idea like what they were in for when they were walking down in their flops <laughs> and stuff. So maybe that makes you feel better because you're like, yeah. as bad as I am, it's I'm not going to be there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it was something else. I definitely was so relieved when I got to the top for sure. And I was exhausted, but, uh, but it, it was it was it was again similar to the Western states. Where's the where's the freaking top? But uh, but but it, but it was weird in a different way. So yeah, it was really cool. I, uh, I I I tell people all the time, it's such a memorable thing to try and do if you can. Definitely. So I've talked about um, my own experience with rim to rim to rim a bunch of times on this podcast, and people have reached out to you know say, oh, it's something I want to do. Blah blah blah. So what are some tips you have for somebody who might be considering doing that? Well, I mean, one of the things for sure, I mean, again, some basic things, it seems like to me, but it's like, you know, definitely, you know, start early, uh, you know, for, for a couple of reasons. I think there's nothing cooler than seeing the sun come up as you're like making your way down yeah. the canyon. And it, uh, that's pretty cool. And, uh, and then also it's just like, you know, like pack pack for things you know you know you don't want to be like packing like you're going to be camping for a week but don't skimp too much because you would much rather have that extra soft flask in the back of your pack of water than not and be like oh no i don't have anything where am i gonna find something to drink you know what i mean stuff like that like yeah. like i just was talking you know people like i remember this one group i was talking to last year and they're like oh we wish we would have listened to you and had like a super lightweight glove or, or a buff that we could put on because man we were really cold when we got to the top of the north room and i'm like yeah mm -hmm. you know but you know or have a hood a coat with a hood so you can pull it up it's amazing how warm you'll get just pulling that thin hood over your head you know little things like just being prepared like it's it, but also, again, taking it seriously, people will be like, well, it looks pretty buffed out or it's only this far. And I'm like, yeah, but it's like it runs so <laughs> much longer than what you think yeah. the time is, you know. And, um, you know, so like, again, just taking it seriously, giving it respect. And and also, I would say, again, just it, don't 
don't get so full of yourself. Just enjoy it and take your time. Like you're not Jim Walmsley or Rob Carr, you know, you're it, just take it in. And, and cause you know, I, I don't know about them. I don't know when or if I'll get back. So I want to really remember it. Totally. Talk about respecting the distance and, and elevation. Um, so it was, it was my longest run ever. Um, and by the time I got to the North side, I had matched my longest time on feet ever. So it was essentially almost double. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> almost double yeah. that. And it was like, it and you're like, dude, I gotta go back. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> so that was, that was, uh, that was something else. I mean, it was wild. I felt good for, for 50 K and then I felt incredible for the next five miles. And then I felt, awful for the rest yeah <laughs> yeah it's a, that that's that's ultra running to a t it's like you literally can experience all of the the feelings over and over in the same day while wearing the same shorts you know yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> like the same shorts. I love it. Yeah, it's like, huh, I, I, great. I feel horrible. I am awesome. And then back yeah. to, oh lord. And it's like, yeah, it's just, it's really funny. It's a, it's a cool, it, it's a, it's a cool experience if you're truly like actually let it absorb into you. Yeah, and then the coolest part is you can you can see the other rim from from the top, and so it's like, wow, that that is far. I did, I did travel a far distance. Yeah, totally. Totally. So talk to me about a time that you may have, uh, not been successful and, and what did you learn from, uh, something that might otherwise be considered failure? Oh, geez, gosh. You know, that's kind of funny you say that. Um, I will say like, for instance, my first time running Leadville, you know, uh, and you know, I, Oh, we just had a horrible day. I think, I don't know where it is now, but at the time, I think it was like the highest dropout rate they had ever had for the race. Wow. And, I mean, it was just so wicked. It was like we started out in pouring rain and then it's snowing on us. I'm like, it's snowing on me. It's August. <laughs> and like, <laughs> and then it's like, then it's back to pouring rain for hours. And then I get to the top of Hope's Pass and it's, hot as can be it feels like you know and then it's back to pouring rain long and the short of it is is i just mentally was losing it and and through various other things like i got to i don't know it was miles probably 80 ish or so i i just i just gave up i just like uh, my buddy my good buddy had dropped out and i saw him sitting in the in the tent and my wife who was pacing me she was like hypothermic and she's gonna stop and i just like said forget this and man the second they cut that tag off me i had such regret and because you know for, besides yeah it was my first time ever dropping out of a, an event at all but it, and I felt so bad about it. And mostly I felt bad because again, it's like going back to that respect for the event and the distance. It's like, 
you know, there's nothing wrong with dropping out of something for whatever your reason is. You have to be good with it. But I felt like I just I just dropped out and didn't give the race the respect. And like, what was I thinking? I had been out there before to crew and pace. It wasn't going to be easy. But but for whatever reason, I just was like, I I'm done. And 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 it really bummed me out a lot. And so like I went back the very next year and. And again, uh, we had actually had a decent day that day, but, uh, but my race again, kind of went the poot on me a little bit. And, but man, I learned from it that again, I respect this race. I respect this course. I respect that I have the ability to, to keep moving if I, and if I choose to, and I was going to choose and I, I hoofed it on in and I was, you know, I was really, really proud of that effort because there was nothing that was not going to get me to the, get me to the finish line. And, and I just, I really learned to, to be grateful, uh, that previous year. And it was nice to be able to come back the next year and, and feel like I, you know, vindicated myself and, and stuff. That's awesome. How does Leadville compare to Western States? I've I've been to Western States a couple of times, but um have always had Leadville on the list too. Yeah, Leadville's really special. Uh you know, Leadville is different in that obviously um you know, I mean, it's 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 got obviously it's got some really runnable areas and then it's got some, you know, it's got some tougher spots on the, you know, the big thing is is it's the elevation. I mean, you know, it's like who runs a hundred miles? Like we're all, but a mile of it's above 10,000 feet. And, and when you're coming from, especially I mean, I think coming, sea level, yeah. Yeah. Coming from anywhere, but, uh, but yeah, Minnesota, I mean, it's, it's brutal. I mean, you're just breathing through a straw and, and, but it's so pretty. And, and the thing I really like about, I mean, I guess you experience this at a lot of races, but at Leadville, I felt it. it I've been to Leadville so many times as crew, pacer, blah, blah, blah. I've run it. My wife's run it. But it's like the people really, truly like that, that are from there really appreciate you being there. And you really, I, at least I felt like I could really feel it every time I've been there. And I've, and so it's really a cool race, but definitely you have to be prepared to respect the altitude. Like, again, people be like, uh, I don't know if you know Chris Danucci, for instance. Uh, yeah. Chris is a friend of mine. And I mean, I remember him after running it and us, you know, talking about it. It's like, like, again, it's like people, are, oh, it's a real runnable one, this, that, and the next thing. But you know, yeah, how runnable is runnable when you've been on your feet for so long trying to breathe through a straw? It's it changes everything, you know. And uh, so, so yeah, it's uh, but it's cool. I I feel very fortunate to have had the opportunity to to have run it, and and I just look forward to going back. That's awesome. Yeah, it's uh, I've spent some time in in Boulder, Colorado, but never never further out towards Leadville, and it's yeah. it's definitely uh, definitely high on the list. Uh, make your way out. Yeah, make your way out there. I mean, what's cool about like when we run these races and we go to these places, it, you know, you experience something. Like I love what Boulder offers. It's really a cool place. Uh, what I really like about Leadville is it's like it's like a true mountain town like you know what i mean like to think that at one point that was going to be the capital of colorado and not denver and it's like i mean it's it's yeah it's right up there in the in the mountains and it's just a mining town and it's 
it's pretty neat. Uh, I, I, it's probably one of my favorite places I've ever been in my life. That's awesome. So switching gears a little bit, um, let's talk twin cities running company. Obviously we're in, in some weird times, um, uh, with coronavirus and, and everything going on. Uh, what can, what can runners do to support, help support their local, uh, running stores? Well, I mean, I think, uh, I mean, obviously like, yeah, like, you know, like, you know, shopping there is obviously a big thing, <laughs> but, uh, but, but I think, you know, I think, you know, you always try to look for like silver linings and some bad things maybe. And, uh, hopefully people are like realizing like how important like community is and what supports community. And in this case of running community, a big support generally comes from things like your local run shops. Uh, you know, a lot of people are lamenting all oh, these races all being canceled, but a lot of those races are all, you know, they're, again, they're there partially, they're supported by these stores and, you know, and what you get from it, you know, people come, I, I always tell people go into your local shop, you know, and, and, you know, and, and, and I think you're going to find, you're going to get so much more than some, some products, you know, whether it's not just a, a an exchange of a, a currency for something. It's hopefully you'll have a situation where you are able to engage in some conversation and look around on the walls and see some history. At least that's what we do at our stores is, you know, through, through, you know, old, really old shoes or photographs over the years and, and stuff. And I think, uh, I think it's a really cool thing, but I mean, yeah, just going in your shops, like it's easy to, to obviously order up something, but it's just not the same experience. And I think we really saw that when, when it first hit and like we had to close our doors and we were able to still do like phone orders and ship stuff out. And people were reaching out and they were like, Hey man, I, uh, you know, but you know, it, and that was really cool. I really, uh, I really appreciated that from folks like people buying stuff when they really didn't need it. But, uh, but at that same stance, you know, going in is, is such a cool experience and uh, yeah, no, it's been, it's been uh, really uh, challenging, but yet rewarding too. Cause I think people all of a sudden are like, gosh, I didn't realize how much I missed you guys until I couldn't come into your store and talk to you. And I, and then like, I'm like, that really makes you feel good, you know? So. Yeah. It's cool. What you can, what you can build in a, in a community. Oh, for sure. I mean, for sure. It's, 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 it truly is everything, you know? So. Definitely. Um, so what, how does your own running look different today? Um, even compared to last year or a couple of years ago? It's funny, like my running is, it looks a lot different right now. Uh, you know, so for me, it's kind of like, it's funny. It's like that, you know, my passion is always so, it's never, ever dwindles whatsoever. Uh, but yet, you know, how I engage in the sport ch- changes and stuff, you know, like whether it's like full on training and racing you know, races or whether it's just running for social fun or whatever. Uh, you know, at this point it's more, I, you know, just doing some runs, you know, maybe going out with my dogs, you know, uh, my wife still actively trains a lot. So maybe trying to do some stuff with, with her, you know, and then I just try to engage other parts of my body, whether that's going out on my bikes, 
or roller skis or something of that ilk just to you know again it's a similar thing and how it engages your brain but uh yeah you know i just do different things uh i certainly have some uh event uh, uh when i say events more like you know like uh, just runs uh, type things that I would like to do like later in the fall. I'm just going to kind of play it by ear and see where things land as far as uh, things with the stores. But yeah, it's pretty chill. It's, it's more of a, I run and I will always run cause I'm a runner, but I'm not certainly training for events. Cool. Um, so you're getting more into, into cycling as well. I hear yeah, um, yeah. And oh, as I- you shared, Talk, talk to me about that. You know, it's funny. Uh, it's it's just uh, it's just another God, it's just another engagement in um, in in just movement and 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 such. Uh, you know, this last winter, uh, working, you know, talking with some uh, some folks and just you know about various things, and you know, just saying, hey, you know what, we have all these things that are similar but you know maybe try some different stuff and it started you know like re-engaging with nordic skiing and then just saying you know what i'm gonna pick up a bike and i'm just gonna get out there and see what happens and next thing you know you know you're like wow i've got a couple bikes this spring and uh <laughs> and uh and i i should probably chill on it no and uh and uh and it's like uh and, but but it's just really fun because it's like it's it, it it taps into a lot of the same things that you love about running, but uh, it, with the movement, the speed, the you know, or whatever. Like you know, when you're mountain biking, the picking the line, and like you do in trail running on a descent, uh, you know. But uh, it's just uh, it's just different, you know. And uh, I've really it's it's actually been like an amazing experience for me to. Uh, uh, to, to, to go through all of this. And I, I really feel like it just is added so much to my life as a, an athlete. Uh, definitely it's, um, and you can, you can add, you can add much more volume on, on that as well without, uh, without much of a physical impact, which is nice. Oh. Without a doubt. Yes. Yeah. That's uh, definitely something I've noticed, uh, uh, you know, that, yeah, it's, you can definitely add the volume and I mean, it's like, oh yeah, I'm just a daily two, three hour ride versus like, (laughs) I would never do that running, (laughs) but, uh, (laughs) but, uh, at least I wouldn't recommend it, but, uh, so yeah, no, 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 it's, uh, it's cool. It's, uh, you know, and I think too, like one of the things I've tried to challenge myself and other people with this is it's like, you're going to always have your passion, your, your thing, but, but not to be afraid of pigeonholing yourself into, I'm this, like I am right. a, a trail runner. I will not run roads. I am a ultra runner. I won't run a 5k, you know, like that's just yeah. silly. I had a conversation uh, with Devin Yanko about this uh, last spring, I want to say. Uh, and I was trying to figure out like what, what I should focus on for my, um, for my spring racing. And I had just spent the last year focused on trail running and taking some time off from road running. And she was like, um, then just do what 
feels fun and do it until it's not fun and then do something else that's fun and then do it till it's not fun and and just keep doing things that are fun um so i think i think now more than ever that's that's good advice i just built up a a gravel bike with my dad and like i had never mountain biked or i never used a gravel bike and now i'm loving that and i'm doing i'm doing that three or four times a week with a couple road rides uh and that's on top of running so it's like you know that's fun and it's it's a nice uh it's a nice break from you know the work day when i don't have a commute and like sort of separates separates things which is nice yeah no i think it's uh it's that's that's yeah so so true cool what do you wish people knew about you what do i wish people knew about me um Hmm. Like I said, I feel like I'm kind of an open book for the most part. <laughs> I mean, as far as I think, I think, man, I don't know. I mean, I think that's part of why I've done what I've done. And I, I know the people I, you know, like a lot of, it was funny. I remember a childhood friend saying to me once when we were kind of looking back at on things and, and he's like, you know, Kurt, every, you get along with everybody. And <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, you know, I've, yeah, I've certainly got my close friends, but yeah, I don't think I have really any enemies or people I don't get along. I can find a way to get along with anybody. Uh, you know, I, what people, I mean, I think, I don't know what I would, I think, I, I feel like I, I put it out there. I mean, I'm a sensitive person. I'm, uh, I truly, yeah, I'm a, I am a pretty caring guy uh, and passionate dude. And, you know, I mean, and, and all of those things are the most important things to me in my life. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't, there is nothing. I don't think that I wish, like, I don't feel like people see at least not that I can think of. Cool. Well, where can we find you if you, if we want to follow along with, uh, with your adventures? Oh boy. Probably the best place is on Instagram. Uh, that seems to be the place I inhabit the most. I definitely will venture onto Twitter as well, but those are probably the two best places, but definitely Instagram. I, I, what I love about Instagram is that it's, it's just, I don't know. It's more, uh, it's, you can try you telling a story through pictures is, is a different type of communication and versus like, Oh, my, I'm not a wordsmith. So like trying to, how am I picking the right words to, you know what I mean? It's like, I'm just going to lay this feeling out there with a photograph and, and, and let people interpret it from there. So that's probably the best place to find me is on Instagram. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for, uh, for coming on to chat today and hopefully, uh, hopefully see you out on the trails at some point soon. Yeah, that's awesome. I would really definitely enjoy, I enjoy that. And thanks for uh, taking the time to chat with me. For sure. That's it for today's episode. Like many long runs, it's sad when it has to end. I hope you join in next week on For the Long Run. And in the meantime, happy trails. If you've enjoyed this episode, it would mean a lot to me if you shared it so that others can find it and enjoy it too.